seconds. One second. Kobe pump fake. Kobe for the win. Kobe dagger. <laughs> the ball comes in. Kobe's got it. Above the three-point line, taking a little bit of time. One dribble pull up. For the win, he's got it. The Lakers win. Yo. What up, everybody? It's your boy, the Mustache Messiah, George Washington Carver, and this is I Got Next. Yeah! Happy beginning of Black History Month, everybody. If you didn't notice, I introduced myself as George Washington Carver today, and for every day that I come out with a podcast, I'll be introducing myself as a different black historical figure. Today, I picked him because I had some peanut butter earlier, so big whoop. Want to fight about it? Um, In other news... I will be going over Black History Month in upcoming podcasts, so right now I'm going to stick to the script. As ev- as everybody knows by now, I'm sure Kobe Bryant, uh, Laker legend, icon, has passed away at the age of 41 last Sunday, I believe, and uh, it still just feels like yesterday, man. It feels so s- surreal. Um, it wasn't just him in that helicopter crash. It was him, his daughter, and seven other people, I think a coach two players that played on his daughter Gigi's team, the pilot. Very, very sad situation overall, man. It's just, um, it's kind of, it just doesn't seem real. Like Kobe Bryant out of nowhere, bro, I feel like everybody felt the same way. Even people who weren't Kobe Bryant fans or Kobe Bryant haters, everybody was like, what? Kobe? Are you crazy? Like, I, like, for the haters, they wanted to hate this man till he was old and gray and then love him. You know what I'm saying? For us, the people who love Kobe, we were like, yo, come on, man. We were seeing you at these NBA games. You were doing detail. You were coming out with books. You won an Oscar. I listened to his podcast that he was doing for little kids called The Punies. It was just so much this man was doing, let alone basketball, which he'd already retired from. It seemed like he already was a veteran in his new career. And entertainment and um just got cut down so short man and especially his daughter 13 years old i know everybody who loves kobe we were watching Gigi, like okay all right we're gonna have a mama in the WNBA. okay we can't wait and that got cut down short man it's just so tragic it's it's unbelievable and it really just shows what kind of impact that man had on the world man that, let alone basketball but everybody was mourning Kobe all across the globe, all across different sports, all across different mediums, man. And I guess it really just, you know, reminds you that life is not, it's, it's, it's not certain, man. You never know when somebody's going to leave and you just got to treasure every moment you have with your loved ones. You know, if you're beefing with somebody and it's just some trivial stuff, bro, you got to let it go. If... If there's something out there that you want, that you want to achieve, go for it now because you don't know how much time you get. So, you know, I think that's what what everybody's kind of focusing on right now, as well as, you know, remembering the Mamba on the court and and just the Mamba mentality, which is going to live through not only uh, live through not only all the NBA players right now, but just through everybody who's watched Kobe play or heard an interview from Kobe. It's. That mama mentality, man, you can feel it. You can just feel it. He was, like, always known for being the hardest worker, outrageous hours, like, killing himself on and off the court, man, just to be better. 
And I think that's going to transition to not only basketball, but everything that you want to do in life. So RIP Kobe, RIP Gigi, and RIP to the seven other people who lost their lives in the helicopter crash. But enough being somber. Let's get to some happy news. It is almost All-Star 2020 for the NBA. 2020 game in Chicago. Is everybody excited? Hmm? No? Yes? I'm kind of excited. It's going to be, I think it starts February 14th, and then the game is on the 16th. But right now, I'm just going to talk about the game. Maybe I'll do another podcast. We'll talk about the uh, dunk contest or the um, skills challenge and all that other stuff. But for now, we're going to stick on the all-star roster. So if you guys don't remember, last year, I believe, was the first year they did the, uh, they did the, um, the captains. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. But they did the captains, and um, the people in each conference with the highest fan votes, those are the captains. And then from there, they host a draft. And then once they do the draft, they go back like, you know, you're out the park and you go back and forth and you select players from the pool of starters and reserves. Uh, So without further ado, let me go ahead and give you guys the Western Conference starters. If you don't know, we got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and Kawhi Leonard. And for the East, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, and Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. Now, we'll start with the starters right now. The West is pretty much self-explanatory. LeBron, AD, James, Luka, Kawhi. Some people kind of might not want Kawhi in there as a starter because he's missed a lot of games with this low management bull. But, I mean, you know, current NBA champion, and his name is the Claw, so what are you going to do? He's going to start. So you can't really bypass that. But um, I voted for Brandon Ingram to be a starter. Not because I necessarily thought he should have been a starter. It was really just to give him the votes necessary to even make the game. But I digress. Kawhi Leonard's still a starter. And on the East, it's kind of weird, man. Like, the fans, I didn't know Trey Young was this popular because the media damn sure wasn't going to vote him in as a starter, but the fans certainly did, and I'm a little surprised. He definitely deserves it. Averaging almost 30 points a game, 29 points a game, 9 assists. As a second-year player, man, on the Hawks, look, them nine assists, I watch these games. It's tough to come by, boy, I tell you, because we ain't really got no scorers on our team. But he's still got his nine assists. He's still getting almost 30 a game. Sounds like a starter in an all-star game to me. And he has an exciting game. And I'll, I'll get back to excitement, too, when I go over the entire roster. But he has a very all-star game type of game. So he's cool with me. Kimba Walker, uh, fans love Kimba, and he's been doing crazy, so... Good for him. Pascal Siakam was kind of weird for the fans to vote him in there. I didn't know they love Spicy P like that. Um, he was last year's most improved player, and he definitely deserved it. Um, I know at the beginning of the season, people were talking about him maybe winning most improved again this year because his, his, his numbers has made another jump. So he definitely deserved to be on the all-star team. He definitely deserves a start, but it was just weird to see the fans vote him in there. I didn't think he was that popular. And, um, of course, Giannis, Joel, everybody loves those guys. We know the fans are going to vote them in there. So the starters for each team, kind of self-explanatory. 
not too much uh, controversy there, maybe except the Trey Young, but hey, fans love Trey. And uh, we'll get to the reserves. We'll get to the reserves. So we'll start off with the West. The Western Conference reserves are Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, um, and I believe Russell Westbrook. Those are our reserves in the West. And the reserves in the East are as follows. Bam Adebayo, uh, Ben Simmons, DeMontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Middleton. Whoa, what a star stunt. Nah, <laughs> very poo. Not very poo because these guys are in the NBA, but I feel like they could have did better in the East. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big... Uh, I'm not a big proponent of Kyle Lowry making the all-star game or really Sabonis, but these guys have been hooping, so they deserve the honors, and hats off to those guys for making it. Now, let's get to some opinions real quick, mainly my opinion. What I watch an all-star game for is not necessarily to see the best statistical players. I'm watching the all-star game to be entertained. I don't know about anybody else, but that's what I want to see, entertainment. I want to see jaw-dropping dimes. I want to see crossovers. I want to see slam dunks on somebody's head. I want to see all of these things. Alley-oops from half court, full court, all of that kind of stuff. Fast break dunks. I want to see everything. And a lot of these players on the roster, I don't think are going to really deliver that to us. Now, I might be surprised, but hopefully I'm surprised, but I don't think so. Like, uh, let's start with the West. The West is the West. It's not really that bad. Um, the only people on the Western Conference uh, squad that I think maybe won't be all-star game worthy as far as excitement is, maybe Rudy Gobert and uh, Jokic. But Jokic, he can pass really well, so maybe he might throw some cool dimes. He's not dunking on nobody's head. He's not moving fast. He's not running the break that fast. Uh, Rudy Gobert can move pretty fast, and he can catch lobs, so maybe he might catch it on somebody's head, but he don't have – a bunch of flair to his game, not a bunch of excitement. It's defense, which is good for, you know, trying to win a championship. But we ain't trying to win championships, bro. We're trying to entertain the fans, which is us. Well, which is me and all you guys listening. So I don't understand that. But maybe crying helps you get these all-star selections because that's what he did last year, speaking of Rudy Gobert. Um, but the West is pretty much good. Russell Westbrook, I thought, um, I guess he should make it because his stats are really good. But he's been struggling this year. And I kind of wanted to see maybe a uh, maybe a Devin Booker over him, but you know Devin Booker don't win no games, man. His I mean, and I guess like I said, it's an All Star game. I just want to see excitement. And if we're talking excitement, Devin Booker got moves, man. He be on Moves.com faithfully, so he's an All Star game type of player. But when you're picking players who deserve these things, um, you can't just look at stats. Because some of these players' stats are kind of close. And then you got to look at other deciding factors like Chris Paul going to the OKC Thunder and everybody thinking that team was going to be terrible, uh, the worst team in the league, or one of them. But they're 10 games above 500, sitting comfortably in the seventh seed. Excuse me. That's mostly because of Chris Paul, guys. I don't, I don't know any other way to shake that one. That's Chris Paul. If he wasn't there, this team would be terrible. So you, you got to throw him in the All-Star game just for that. Um, John Morant, you know, he's a rookie. 
which doesn't really mean anything. I feel like if you could hoop, you should be able to end, you should be able to be in the All Star game. But he's, I mean, what the last rookie that made an All Star game? What was that? Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, two thousand eleven, something like that. And then what? Yao Ming. You know what I'm saying? It's very few and far between, dog. It don't really happen. And maybe the the media people who were voting for reserves were like, oh, no, we're not voting a rookie in there, which is weak because John Morant also has his Grizzlies in the eighth seed. This is also a team where nobody thought was going to be good. It's another rebuilding year. You're just letting these rookies and, and um, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a second-year player, get their reps in, get comfortable with the NBA, but just get killed every night. No. John Morant is coming in here leading this team. I won't say the glory, but he's trying to lead him to the playoffs, and that's big, especially in the West. And unfortunately, Devin Booker, you haven't even sniffed the playoffs in, what is this, your fifth season, sixth season? John Morant might be in the playoffs his very first season in the league on a terrible team and a very hard, hard conference. Devin Booker, you haven't done that. And for these reasons, you're not making the all-star team, fellas. Sorry. Um, Car Anthony Towns is also another Western Conference player that got snubbed, quote-unquote snubbed. He's averaging 27 points and 10 rebounds, which is crazy, but he's missed 17 games, and he's played absolutely no defense. Absolutely zero defense. And with a combination of missing that many games and playing no defense, your team is 55 and 13. No, 55 and 33, sorry. 55 and 33, which is awful. Cap, uh, Conley Towns, not making an all-star team, buddy. Not sorry for you either. Gonna have to go harder, man, or stop crying. I don't know, but you gotta play some defense, dog. You gotta do something, so whatever. Those Western Conference, man, it's kind of locked down. I would have liked to see Devin Booker in it. I wouldn't have mind seeing him in there or John Morant, but I'm not mad at the players. I think for the most part, like I said, other than Rudy Gobert and maybe the Joker, they're gonna be pretty exciting. Um... Eastern Conference, though? Eastern Conference, though? Ugh, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it, bruh. I like Bam out of Bayou. He's been hooping. He's been cool. But I don't give a shit about him in the All-Star game. He not finna dunk on nobody. I mean, he be poking it on people, but he not finna... I don't see no, no dazzling dunks coming from this guy, man. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I mean, he might end up playing like 15 minutes total in this game, 20 minutes total. He might get some good run in the first half. But when this game starts getting serious, he's not going to be in there. It ain't happening. So that's one player where I'm like, oh, come on, we could have put somebody else in to give us some excitement. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, yeah, he's averaging 18 points per game. Ooh, yeesh, 13 rebounds, that's a lot. <laughs> he's averaging a good double-double, and his stats are great, crazy. And he's helping his team, which is the Indiana Pacers, um, be a good playoff squad. But again, I almost don't really care about none of that. I care about how interesting are you going to be in this game. Not very. I don't want to see somebody set hard screens and roll into the basket hard and catching it around the rim, laying it up. I don't care about that in an all-star game. Cross somebody over, shoot in somebody's face, or dunk it. You ain't going to do none of that. So I don't want to watch you. Kyle Lowry, come on, we all know what you look like in an all-star game, buddy. You're going to wear that same headband and take dumb shots and not excite us and then sit on the bench. Could have kept you. Could have kept you. Who else we got that I don't really want on this all-star game? Uh, from the East. 
Hey, look, people going to bury me for this one? Pascal Siakam, he's another one. Great player, energizing player, great stats, helping his team win. I don't care. Give me excitement. You're not exciting. I don't care if your name is Spicy P, man. You're lukewarm on the court as far as excitement. Give me somebody else. Who else you might be saying? Who could you have given me in, in, in these people's places? Oh, my God, these were the best players. No, you could have gave me some other people, and I'll name them. First and foremost, we're going with Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'm biased, so what? That don't mean that he shouldn't have made the game, because he should have. This is this guy's third year in the league. First two, ye- first two le- uh, years in the league, hooping in the playoffs. Regular season, mm, left a bit to be desired, but... Once playoff time comes, this guy's a hooper. And like I said, I don't really care about how good you are, how much you make your team win. It's about excitement. And this guy got it. Dazzling dunks and crazy handles. He can also throw dimes if need be. But he's going to dunk on somebody's head hard. He's going to try to tear the rim down and he's going to catch some oops. That's what we want to see in an all-star game. We want to see somebody like Jalen Brown punch it on somebody's head, and then look at him crazy because that's what he would do. Jalen Brown, all-star snub number one, in my opinion. He's also averaging 20.4 points, seven rebounds, and his team is 33 and 15. So if we're going to do consistency and have the people with good records and good stats be in and helping their team win, that's not my, um, that's not my, what's the word, qualifications, I guess. Those aren't my qualifications. Whatever. Prerequisite? I don't fucking know. I don't care about it. Jalen Brown, all-star game, make it. Bradley Beal is another one. Now his team is god-awful, 15-31, and 31, but this man's averaging 28 points. Really 29, 28.6. That's 29 to me. He's averaging 29 points, man. You're killing people in the East. Put him in the game. He's got a... His bag is deep. He's got pull-up jumpers from the mid-range, pull-up jumpers from the outside... Uh, crossover, boom, take it to the hole, boom, dime. Come on, man. He's exciting. Zach Levine, 25 points, five assists. Your team is also duty meet too, 1932. But guess what? You can dunk from anywhere. He can dunk from anywhere, bruh. Put him in the game and let him go stupid, bruh. We want excitement. Oh, and guess what? The game is in Chicago. Zach Levine plays for the Chicago Bulls. What the fuck, NBA? What are you doing? What are these writers doing? What are these voters doing? Put him in the game. The team deserves an ambassador at this game. He's good enough. Throw him in there. You did the city dirty. I don't like it. I don't like it. But that's my spiel on All-Stars and who should make it, man. They haven't done the draft yet, so we don't really know what the teams are going to be. I'm not going to do a mock draft this year because... Forget these players right now. Um, but I do have some more stuff to talk about because they changed the rules this year. Yes, they did change the Well, not the rules. Let's say they changed the format. They changed the format for this year's All-Star Game. Uh, came kind of late, I think. But I think it was because of Kobe Bryant's tragic death. They're having a little Kobe tribute in this game. So I think that's what it was. But um, normally, you know, All-Star Game is played like a normal game. You get four quarters. You get 12-minute quarters. 
at the end of four quarters, whoever scores the most points wins. Very, very typical, very, very self-explanatory, right? Okay, this year's All-Star Game is a little different. A little different. Follow along for me, people. I'll speak a little slow because it's kind of confusing. Now, for the first three quarters of this All-Star Game, it's going to be like three little mini-games. So, the first quarter, Team LeBron and Team Giannis will be playing for a respective Chicago-based charity. Whoever, whatever team scores the most point in that quarter, they will win $100,000 to be, to be donated to their Chicago-based charity. So, for example, if Team Giannis scores 20 points in the first quarter and Team LeBron scores 25 points in the first quarter, Team LeBron wins $100,000 to be donated to the charity of their choice. In Chicago, I believe. And vice versa. So they're going to do that for the first three quarters. At the end of each quarter, for the first three quarters, the score is going to be wiped clean. So once the second quarter starts, the clock is going to show 0-0. Or the scoreboard is going to show 0-0. You score your points. Whoever scores more, $100,000 to the charity. That's going to go on for the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. Now, for the fourth quarter, what's going to happen is they're going to bring back those points that they scored first through third quarter, add them all up for each team, like a normal game. So if you scored 20 in the first quarter, 20 in the second quarter, 20 in the third quarter, you got 60 points. There's going to be 60 points on your scoreboard for your team in the fourth quarter. If Giannis's team scored 59 points, at the end of three quarters, then their score is going to go back to be 59, and you're going to add 24 points to the highest team score. Again, 24 points is going to be added to the highest team score. So, again, if Team LeBron, I'll say 100 points to make it a little easier for you guys. I'm sorry, I picked a stupid number. If Team LeBron has 100 points at the end of three quarters, they're going to add 24 to that. And that's going to be the target score we have to get to. There's not going to be a shot clock or a game clock. None of that. They're going to turn the clock off and they're going to do it big three style. If anybody watches the big three, Ice Cube's big three, we have a target score to get to. Again, if LeBron's team scores 100 points, through three quarters, they're going to add 24 points to that score. And that means Giannis's team and LeBron's team have to score 124 points to win the game. So if Giannis's team has 99 points and LeBron's team has 100 points, LeBron has to score, LeBron's team has to score 124 points, plus 24, RIP Kobe, and Giannis's team has to score plus 25 because they're already down one from LeBron's team, plus the 24 to get to the magical number here. So, yeah, they took that from the big three. Um, I don't know how that's going to change the game. Um, I don't know if that's going to make them play more defense because the team who's down, they got a bigger deficit than the team who's up, obviously. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm really excited to see that. I, I really like the tribute to Kobe. 
Uh, it's a, it's weird. It's kind of weird, but I like it. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to see how this is going to change the game. Uh, I'm excited to see if they're going to keep this kind of format. Uh, we'll see how well it goes. We'll see how well it doesn't go. But these are new formats for the All-Star game. So um, if you guys have any questions, hit me up on social media, WestGatNext on Instagram, Majin West on Twitter. Either one, hit me up, ask me more questions, let's have a discussion, let's have some dialogue, go back and forth between us. But um, yeah, man, that's the All-Star game. We'll figure more things out when we hear more things. Once we get the draft, uh, once they have the draft and we know the teams, I'll probably do another episode and discuss that stuff too. And, you know, maybe with somebody else, maybe with Della, maybe with my brother. And we'll see who we think is going to win and who's going to win an all-star game, MVP, this and that, blah, 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 all the good stuff. With that being said, share this with your friends, share this with your enemies. But whatever you do, don't try to take my down. Because I got next. Peace. My family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out.